Here we go. One more time. Third time Greetings. Lucky. What was that? <laughs> I said third time lucky. <laughs> third time's a charm, right? Try again. Greetings and welcome back to Burning Locks. Today is Sunday, April 21st. This is episode 11. Take three. <laughs> Take three, exactly. Uh, massive, massive failures here on the technological front tonight trying to get this podcast off the ground. It happens. I, of course, yeah, it happens. I had to restart the computer. I, of course, am your host, JC. That man right there is Rick. Hello. And we're here to bring you your weekly dose of Guild Wars 2 talk. Um, I'm a little scratchy, a little scruffy tonight in the voice because uh, I was at a soccer game last night and He's yelled a, a lot. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a hooligan. He's a hooligan. God, don't, don't get me started on hooligans. <laughs> Did you hear about what happened in the Seattle-Portland game? Or not Seattle-Portland, no. uh, San Jose-Portland game. Uh-uh. I saw the guy get hit with the water bottle last week. Oh, that was or whatever nuts. it was. That was nuts. No, and, and that same week, um, some San Jose fans beat a Portland fan in Portland. Oh, really? Yeah, and so the teams come out, and it was like part of their fan group. So their their fan group is on probation right now, <laughs> and being watched heavily. Wow. So, yeah, keep it close. Totally off topic of Guild Wars here, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Soccer and, stuff. Uh, anywho. Anywho. Back to Guild Wars 2. For those and, of you who are listening because you want to hear about the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neglect our audience here. Normally kick off the show with what you've been doing. So what what have you been doing or what are you doing right now? What am I doing right now? Same thing I've been doing for the last week. I am farming. I am farming with a capital F these days. Um Somebody in our guild put me on to a uh, good farming location that's been working wonders. So uh, the quest for the legendary has gone from a slow jog to a uh, moderate sprint here. <laughs> I have I have all my clovers. I have 80 clovers nice. now. I have the gift of metal completed. So I got that done. I've got probably... I got about more than 100 of each of the tier 6 crafting materials so i'm probably about halfway through the tier six crafting materials for the other two gifts and cool. i've got half my onyx lodestones done i got 58 of those so i am just cruising on my way the only thing i'm not going to have is dusk which of course lord knows whenever i will get that <laughs> but i'll have yeah. everything else just keep farming sell those mats when you get everything you need yeah that's true once once i get the the gifts uh, that take the tier six crafting materials. Each one of those sells for about twenty five silver apiece, and I can start selling those instead of hoarding them. Yeah, that'll make my gold finding increase significantly. But yeah, that's been tying up most of my time. And it, the, the farm point's nice because I can get in here, I can play probably fifteen minutes to a half hour, and I can fill my bags in that time. 
and sell it all, and I can make probably I don't know three four gold off of that. So that's oh yeah, you really need to show me that spot. <laughs> yeah, it's good now until Anet you know nerfs it or does something yeah. to limit it. But for now, until the next patch, at least we think we're safe. We yeah. hope they don't go with the ban hammer and say we're exploiting something. But uh, cross fingers on that one. Yeah, I know they they kind of you know they they, they kind of bring out that ban hammer on people, and we're not. I, I don't think it's an exploit. I mean, the game we're not taking advantage of something within the game that's not functioning as intended. Um, yeah, it, the, the, it's just an event that spawns a lot of creatures. <laughs> well, that, I can't see how we're taking advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, and and it's I'm sure they already know about it. I mean, that's their analytics and stuff of the game. Yeah, and that's where that's where they're going to see it. They're going to see the economy where where um, yeah. certain materials prices are are starting to drop because so many people are starting to farm it. Though I've I've guessed it on other servers uh, when the event wasn't going on where it's usually does, and I've guessed at other servers to see it is, and I haven't seen people farming it there, so it may not be as widespread. I may be limited to our server people doing it. Nice. <laughs> oh, we'll have to see. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised within the next patch or two if they adjusted this event. But and until until such time, <laughs> it's going to be in the patch notes, and half the people are going to be like, "Why did they do that? Why did they do that?" that extra <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to have about the whole HOD server is going to be like, "Ah, damn." <laughs> yeah. Oh well, but for now, yeah, that's been what I what I've been doing in the game is I've I've dropped pretty much everything else. Just been farming this because I'm afraid I'm going to lose it at the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and you, my friend? Me? I've been not enjoying World v. World. You guys have been getting your butts handed to you. Right? Yes, we have. I mean, it's, I tried on Friday night for a little while, and it was like this isn't any fun. No, and it's it's I'm trying to find a way to deal with such a dominant server and still have some fun and it's it is really it's difficult well i i mean i i understand i I listen to the commanders on you know on our server and no one wants to attack that dominant server they they want to leave Mm -hmm. them be so that they can get out of the tier yeah and that makes it kind of hard because then you're almost you're almost inviting yourself to get double teamed yeah, by the exactly. dominant server and the other server because if you're going to constantly attack just the one, well, they're going to attack you. Yep. And the dominant one's the dominant because they attack everybody well. And, well, yeah, then you're just getting waylaid from all sides. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think the biggest problem right now is I think our, still, our rating is still higher than Northern Shipper Peaks. So we're the oh. ones that get attacked because it actually means more to hold our camps. Yeah, we're, we're, we're worth more than they oh, are. Wait, wait, no. Our rating, we're red, so our rating can't be higher than Northern German Peaks. So why are we getting spawn camped? Because I, I, I don't know how... <laughs> there doesn't seem to be a very concerted effort across our server to be effective oh. in World v. World right now. I guess things blew up the other night. Uh, some of the commanders were at each other, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to help us. Yeah. Way to go, guys. <laughs> Anyways... That's my own. I've, I've been logging into World v. World. Get killed on one character, log into a different one. Get killed on a different one, log into a different one. I, I, I got back on my Ranger for the first time in a long time. <laughs> it's a fun class. They're yeah. very strong, but that's fun to play. 
maybe, can... maybe it's just because I feel so safe just sending my pet out there. And I know at any moment, <laughs> if he's about to die, I just hit F4 and it brings flips pets and he pets back at my side. So there's real little risk to dying. Hmm. <laughs> well, do what I do. Come farm for the rest of the month until they fix it and then we'll get back in a worldly world. <laughs> maybe we're yeah. a little better or that strong server's out of our tier. <laughs> balance out a bit. Uh, yeah, it'll get there eventually. Just right, right now, right now, I just don't think there's the, our, our world v world situation on the server is very good. But yeah. oh well. All right. Well, we'll move on to the news here. Some news items. Some of this is going to be like I'm going to say sorry because <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, you've missed it. Um, the first thing I'm going to kick off with that I didn't actually put in the notes was that this weekend. This past weekend was a free weekend. If you didn't have Guild Wars 2, you could play Guild Wars 2 for free and try it That's out. That's always good. Yeah, it's always we good. Noticed it on, we noticed it on the server reset on Friday in World yeah. of the World that uh, there were some people in there who didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> some new people? <laughs> there, there, was some, there was some fodder in there. Yeah. yeah. Not their fault. They were learning the game, but they were... Probably getting a little annoyed by getting their butts handed to them by people who knew it much better than they did. Uh, but uh, I've seen a lot of positive reactions. Um, I'm normally on Reddit, not necessarily posting anything, but reading what people say. And there's been a lot of positive threads for it. So um, that combined with the fact that I'm going to skip ahead in the notes here just a little bit. Guild Wars 2 is on sale right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I and it will be on sale until April twenty eighth. So you can save over thirty percent on Guild Wars two. So if you want it at that thirty nine ninety nine price point, and it's smart marketing move there. You know, give them the free weekend to try it and put it on sale so that if they like it, they buy it now. Yep, trying to get their subscriber subscriber base up. And honestly, I I think they're at a point with the user base. I almost said subscriber base, but there's no subscription. Yeah, well, but still. The player base of the game, I think the player base of the game is at a point where they aren't so concerned with the cost of the box sale anymore. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're concerned. They, they've sold over 3 million boxes. Now they're concerned about finding ways to get people to spend money in that gem shop. And yep. So, and we'll get into that a little bit. I mean, the, the like, I, and I have I've I've bought things in the gem shop, and it's mm-hmm. once you, if you're playing the game, and it's not, and you know, people who haven't been exposed to the game always have this fear that's it's pay to win, and Do. you know, it's definitely not. The things in the gem shop make the game don't they don't give you a competitive advantage over anybody. Um, they might make things a little easier. The you know, quality you don't have to of life things. Yeah, they're, they're a little, little quality of life. A lot of cosmetic things that you can buy. And please excuse the dog chiming in from the background. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she's barking at. Um, squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely not a pay-to-win game. You can't go in there and buy better weapons and better armor or anything better or even shortcut the system. I mean, you can't buy armor at all that has any kind of stats on it. At all, you can buy different looking armor, but the armor just inherits the stats of whatever you put that skin on. Yeah. So it's not 
it's not giving you an advantage or, or any in any way whatsoever. It is definitely not pay to win. Which is nice. And the reason I'm still playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh well here, let, let, let's skip ahead and we'll talk about the section of arrange these items better. We'll talk about the new items in the gem store, their effort to get more of your money. Uh, <laughs> recently they put up a couple new items. Uh, first of course being the unlimited Molten Alliance pick. You ever been out mining and all of a sudden it says there's no mining tool equipped for that? Yeah, I yep. hate that. So I always I always have a couple in my bag, taking up yep. that space. And now for 800 gems you can buy a mining pick that is unlimited it will never run out at all mm -hmm. and it's got a really cool blowing up <laughs> molten volcano that's what i was gonna say it's got a really cool animation too when you mine with it yeah <laughs> i've seen people use it it's kind of cool that's it's it's pretty ba if you ask me uh now first question to you everyone it's 800 gems is it worth it from a financial standpoint, if you're talking pure money-wise, no, not really. It would take you um, years of playing, buying Orcorillum mining picks because they're a couple uh, silver apiece hang to on a make up. It's on, it's on Reddit somewhere how many yeah. uses it would take to make it worth the money. <laughs> to make it worth your while. I mean, if you, if you, convert, if you convert the gems to gold and then figure out how much, how many or column mining picks you could buy for that gold, uh, it would take you a heck of a long time of mining to consume that amount of gold. So if you're buying it, you're buying it because of the cosmetic thing. You're buying it because it frees up a bag slot. You never have to worry about changing it out. Um, those are the reasons you buy it. You're not buying it because it's going to give your character a financial advantage at the game because you don't have to buy mining picks and everybody else does. Again, that's it's not a pay-to-win type game. This isn't a thing that's going to give you an advantage in any way. Um, it's cosmetic. Yep. Cosmetic and bake space oriented. Mm -hmm. That's really honestly that. Quality of life. The thing I'm uh, kind of looking at going, hmm, maybe that would be worth it. I mean, be, I, I admit it'd be nice to have all, all three of my craft or harvesting things never have to run out so I don't have to carry them around in my bags and Every so often, swing by a vendor to pick up new ones. You know, it'd be nice, but yep. It's at eight hundred gems. It's kind of pricey. Yeah, they could have. They could have. If they really wanted to sell those things to the the mass player base, they could have brought that price down. If um, they would have made it four hundred, I would have had it in in yeah. a heartbeat. It's, it wouldn't have been a question. It's like, oh yeah, definitely. I guess that's that's kind of the question for Anet. There is, you know. They they price a lot of things at that eight hundred price point. That seems to be the where they like to put the new things at. And it's like, well, you know, if you brought it down, maybe you'd sell twice as many. It's not like it costs area <laughs> it costs them anything yeah. to make things. I mean, it's just an electronic piece of equipment. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For them, so what's the difference if if you sell it at four bucks and you sell twice as many, you still made the same amount of money. And really, yeah, the thing for me is. It's 800, and they use that 800 number, and that's like a magic number. But anytime yeah. I've bought gems, I always like getting something that's like, even if they made it 560, I would have bought it in a heartbeat. I like having those extra couple of gems that I can just toss and make gold. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> having some left over just that little bonus kick yeah, or it's it, like so. well i gotta i gotta spend i'm gonna spend uh 10 bucks or 20 bucks on gems and i can get the mining pick and i'll get 10 gold left over or something like that you know just to throw towards something else that i want to buy in game yep instead of having to buy buy the 800 gems and then spend them all on the pick Ooh, I just fell down big hole. 163,000 damage. <laughs> That's like eight times your health pool. The farming location is kind of high up. <laughs> anyway. But the, the next item they put in the uh, gem shop are the Flame and Frost die kits. Which those intrigue me. These I are cool. I, I, have, I haven't been able to find a picture online of them. Uh, of, of one of the unique dies, I guess. They're all, I think Delphi, Delphi.net has all of them up. Okay. And there are six. Yeah. Um, there are six new dies that go along with these kits. Uh, these kits will each contain one random die from a pool of 25 colors. And in that pool of 25 colors, there's a chance that it is one of six new exclusive flame or frost colors. The cool thing about these flame and frost colors are that they're not a solid color. It's almost like a, um, uh, a, like a gradient color or it has a texture to it more than just the color. It almost so they, looks like a flame, are you saying? Yeah, it almost looks like you're burnt or frozen. Okay. Instead of being like a solid blue or a solid red. And I, when I read about it, I figured it was that way, but I, like I said, I hadn't seen a picture of it yet. So I, I really wanted to see a picture of it because those did intrigue me. But uh, again, it's it's what's the price point on that one? That's I can look it up real quick in the game. Yeah. Um, 100% sure. Yes. Uh, 125 gems, which isn't horrible, or five for 500. Oh. Yeah. Um, but there's no guarantee you're going to get one of those really cool colors. <laughs> exactly. You have a, about a one in four, a little less than one in four chance. So if you yeah. take four on that, it, well, if you bought five for 500, then you mm-hmm. likely get. You should. You theoretically. should get one. Um, but again, 500, 500 gems is a, is a pretty good price point. And that's when you're talking. Money, it, it's ten bucks for eight hundred gems. So, you're talking seven bucks, eight bucks, just for a uh, color. Yep. That you may or may not get. <laughs> exactly, and that is really the key. Um, I got one night. I got myself in a little bit of a loop. It, it, chasing all, yeah, chasing the molten weapons, and went, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And being very foolish. <laughs> Yep. So there's uh, it'd be nice if they if there was some way they could guarantee that you'd get that. You could pay a certain amount and guarantee that you get that that color if that's what you want. But yeah. That's just yeah. paying for the chance to get it. But that wouldn't make them as much money. Uh, I know. I know. It's, it's good it's, it's good business practice. And there are well, people that will just sink the money into it. There are, there are, so. there are, and they got to look at their player base, and they know that there are certain items in the gem store that hardcore players are going to spend the money on because they want to collect everything. Yep. And but those kind of items, players like me get turned off from because you know if I'm going to buy something, I want to buy an item. I don't want to buy a chance at getting an item. Exactly. 
So that means that you'd buy one of four stylish new town shirts. Yeah, I don't think I've ever put my town clothes on the entire time I played the game. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about town clothes before in the past. Um, but there are four new stylish town shirts that all are like fitted looking vesty, poofy sleeve things. And none of them really looked very stylish. <laughs> they look Sorry. stylish, but it's not my style ish. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that that one was a tough one when I saw that one come out, and it's like, boy, you guys are really stretching there to try to get us to buy stuff, and because the town clothes have never served any kind of real purpose in yeah. this game, and they've never found their niche. Even collectors are like town clothes, okay. Well, the the <laughs> costumes, they kind they kind of found something cool with the costumes, I think, and I just I wish every piece of town clothes would have some sort of costume functionality. You know, you're talking like the the Halloween event type yeah. stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, during the seasonal events, okay, yeah. It's people buy costumes so they can dress for the season, and the role players are like, you know, people who role play could like that and have a good time with it. But just general town clothes. One thing that I think that might help the town clothes, I was thinking about this when I heard this announcement, was that if when you came into a town, one of the major cities like Lion's Arch or um, Divinity's Reach, if your town clothes came on automatically, that would be cool. You then everybody would display their town clothes, or maybe you could choose the option to have them come on automatically. Yeah. Uh, some because some people don't want to wear them. Okay, fine, but you could at least tell. You could choose it. Just select an option, and then when you were in one of the major cities, your town clothes would automatically be put on. Because most mm-hmm. people, when they come into a town, when they obviously your town clothes do you no good when you're outside of town, so you don't want to have them on outside. And when mm-hmm. you're in town. Yeah, it, you know, you're not going to open up your menu, switch to your town clothes. You know, it's just a hassle to do. Yeah, it doesn't take a long time to do, but you know, who's going to go in there and click it? Just you know, just hey. to unclick it a few minutes later. Hey, ArenaNet, do that for us, please. I guess like that. Tried. If I t- if I turn my town clothes on when I leave town, do they turn off automatically? Yes. Okay. But when I come, you can when turn I them back. on in the wild. Oh, you can. Yes. Oh, I would be even allow you to do that. And I guess to show them off to their players. Yeah, once once you're hit, though, your armor's put back on automatically. So. We'll see if they can do that. It seems like it would be an easy enough thing for them to put in the game. To yeah, exactly. So say, okay, you're in town. Your town clothes come on. Exactly. If you so chose. Definitely, I like that idea. Go with it, Arena Knight. Go with it. <laughs> Make the town if you want to make town clothes relevant, you got to make it easier to show them off. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Oh, next item up on the list is Ritlock's Critter Rampage. Um, the <laughs> the Super Adventure Box commercial that you saw that came out with the Super Adventure Box shows a young boy playing an eight bit side scrolling video game of Guild Wars Two, and the story behind this is that they needed it for that commercial. So the guy instead of the guy that was in charge of making it, instead of just making something for the commercial, like a video or something, he made a full on side scrolling adventure game with Ritlock Brimstone. So it's difficult. 
<laughs> it's 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 in the mold of the old side scrolling. Think Ghosts and Goblins back on the NES. That was that I've been banging my head against the wall, difficult kind of game where it is just it's got save points throughout it. So you get to a point, you save it, and then you spend the next hour banging your head against the wall trying to move from that save point to the next save point because you almost have to learn the exact timing of where the enemies are and how they're going to move and get yourself in the right position <laughs> jump at the right time that old school mario gameplay yeah it's it, it's intended to be that way though i mean he it's it's not a long game it's not it's, you know it's not a hugely engrossing type of game but it's meant to be challenging that's what keeps it yep. from being over in 5 minutes fun little distraction yeah Something to mess around with. It doesn't give you anything in-game. It has no connection to the game except for the character itself uh, or anything like that. But it's just... It was it was a, something they had made for the commercial and they're like, we got it. We'll put it out there. Let people yeah. play. Definitely. Yeah, we had some fun with it pre-show. <laughs> yeah. I got I, And I only played for, what, five, ten minutes and I got to this big massive bunny that just kicked my butt. I mean, I couldn't get past him. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I, I would have had to bang my head against that, that bunny for probably a good hour memorizing exactly what, what his attack pattern was, what he was going to throw out, where I needed to stand to get past him. <laughs> yep, start counting pixels to see where those carrots landed and everything. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so, a la old Nintendo games. We missed ah, you. My youth. <laughs> Ghosts and Goblins. That's that's always the one that I go back to. That was oh, the God, that game in the world. So brutal. And the not, your armor gets knocked off. You run around half naked, and yep. then you just die. You know you're gonna die, and it's just like torture sitting there. And it's like you can get a little further before you die. One more hit, gone. Yep, I remember that one. That was annoying. <laughs> well, our last item of news this week is the World v. World Reset Time Change. And some of you may have noticed this on Friday, because I believe it went into effect on Friday. It did? Yeah, the, the reset time is now two hours earlier. They, they moved it ahead to what is 5 Central now, um, which is... 7 two Pacific, I think, is what it was no. announced as. 2 Pacific. And 7? Okay. Yeah. Other yeah. Other direction, time Two goes specific. forward, backwards, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's five o'clock our time. Yes, five o'clock central time. The figure for your own time zone. <laughs> um, you do the math. They did this basically to help facilitate uh, European players so that they could get in on the reset a bit sooner in their evening. Um, yeah, because I think they had to stay up like early, early a.m. Yeah. Either that or set an alarm and get up early, early a.m. to be there for the reset. Unfortunately, what this has done is push the reset out of my time zone mm -hmm. where I can actually sit down and be there for the reset. Not that I ever was a ton, but now there's like no chance I will because well, I have kids. Yeah, five o'clock. Five o'clock is before dinner time around here, and mm -hmm. I think it gets to per Ideally, eight o'clock would be the time for us that would work, and that and it was that way before daylight savings time mm -hmm. ended. Um, and then it went to seven o'clock, which was still okay. You got in an hour into it, you weren't far, but now, yeah, we by the time we get into it, we're now three hours behind reset, 
and a lot of stuff's been established already. And this was all, it's, they basically robbed Peter to pay Paul here, mm-hmm. for, to, for lack of a better phrasing of this. But uh, Devon Carter came out on the official forums with this post shortly after this happened. And he said, we are in the process of working out how slash if we can split the North American and EU resets. For now, this change is going, or this change is the way going forward. It's my hope that we'll have an update about this soon, as I've already made it a priority. So. Okay. Understood. You know, they're yeah. doing what they can to, to make it better. You can't appease everybody, especially when you're playing, you know, two different continents halfway across the world. Yeah, exactly. They're doing the best they can with it until they figure out how to separate us. I would really like to see them go back for the North Americans back to where we were back to move it two hours forward again, 8 PM mm-hmm. on the East coast and 4 PM on the West coast seems real nice. Yeah. Give it uh like I said, kids are in bed yep. about that time. It's a good time to sit down and get your gaming night on a Friday night to, to really engross yourself in worldly world. Be there for the reset. Make the run to Stone Mist. Try to get it. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, Europe can have whenever they want it. I don't know what their time zones are over there. So mm. figure it out. Write to Annette. Say, hey, this is when we want it to reset in Europe. So. Oh. Well, to go along with our gem shop, gem store discussion this week uh we'll be kicking off our top three here with the top three gem store items um and we, we have slightly differing opinions here which is good mm-hmm. so uh her away. yeah for me i i put three is the black lion salvage kit and I've used many of these throughout <laughs> my my gaming in Guild Wars, basically because I, as going for my legendary, I want Ectos, and the only surefire way to get Ectos is to use a Black Lion Salvage Kit when you salvage your rares. So I've I've burned through a few of them. I actually haven't had to buy many. I've gotten them through daily completions or map completions, um, but they're nice for that purpose. They're also very nice that I mean some of the sigils now and the runes that you put into your gear go for a couple gold a piece, sometimes four yeah. gold in some cases. Um, I think uh, the, black... the superior sigil of fire looked like six. Yeah. And the Black Lion Salvage Kit is the only way to guarantee that when you salvage a, a piece of equipment, if you want to change up your stats, if you want to go from being tanky to more you know, aggressive, have more crit, and you want to change that piece of gear, the only way to ensure that you keep that sigil is to use a Black Lion Salvage Kit because that will give you a 100% chance of keeping that add-on when you salvage your material, then you just put it into your new gear. You can you can kind of circumvent that if you use a transmute stone. I was just going to say that. as well. Yeah, you can you can do that, but the only the benefit to using the salvage kit over the transmute stone is that when you salvage, you get potential for ecto as well. So if you transmute, you lose that piece of equipment you had, and you don't salvage it, you don't get a chance for ecto. So yep. yeah. It's a minor thing. Actos run in about 23 silver apiece right now. So, yeah. But I like salvage kits. Yeah, salvage kits are nice. And then number two on my list was the bank slots. Um, I see that's on your list as well. Yep. Same uh, spot, too. <laughs> yep. It's, I'm, I mean, what can you say about 
the bank slots. You need storage in Guild Wars, especially if you're going to <clears throat> if you're going to go after like a legendary like I am because you have all the stuff to make up the gifts. But on top of that, you get things throughout the game. You get bank access. You get transmute stones. You get tokens from every dungeon you run. Um, all this stuff would take up all sorts of room in your backpacks. And so you can get 30 extra slots uh, at a relatively reasonable rate at the Black Lion Trading Post. So I think yeah. that's probably the most effective way to increase your inventory. And that's all shared across all your characters. And that's the point I was going to make and why the bank slot is number two and why the individual character bag slot isn't on my list is that the bank slot is 30 slots for all your characters. Mm-hmm. Like all your characters have access to that 30 slots. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah it, it, for your money, I mean, it gives you the most uh, amount of storage. Granted, it's not on your character. You're not carrying it with you. But most of the stuff you throw in your bank are tokens and things of that sort that you know when you're going to need them. So that's why I like the bank slot. And then my number one, I, I put this on here as primeval armor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not one for cosmetic things typically, but I could not find a heavy armor that I liked. Um, specifically, the heavy armor armor helmet that I really liked when I was looking to uh, make my guardian. And then I went to the gem store and I found the primeval armor, and I really liked how that looked. Um, I use probably I think I use four out of the six pieces. Um, I use the chest, the helm, the pants. And the legs or the feet, I don't use the shoulders and I don't use the gauntlets. I use the Citadel of Flame ones of those because I like the fire. But yeah. <laughs> but the helmet for the primeval gear, I do like that one, and that's the one I've been running. And it's the only cosmetic thing I can say I've ever bought with real money. <laughs> that's why it was number one on my list. Yep. Now my list is kind of similar, and a little different, and it all kind of revolves around one primary theme. Um, number three on my list is the unlimited molten alliance pick and that is just for the simple fact that I hate mining and getting one hit on a stone and saying you no longer have mining tools equipped I'm like oh oh, okay I need to go into my bags equip the one in my bags then the next time I'm in a vendor I need to make sure I buy the new one and it's, it's just that quality of life thing having that never run out Mm-hmm. Now, ironically, I haven't gotten the Molten Alliance pick yet, but I intend to. I will soon. You know what would be a good deal for Guild Wars? I guess if they if they set that pick price, we said it was kind of high at 800 Yeah. If they would have set it at, like, say, 300 and then had one of each type of Unlimited, a pick, uh, you know, a harvesting one in a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> if they had one of each nice. and they made a three-pack for 800 so yeah. 300 for 300 a piece, so it'd be 900 if you bought them individually, or 800 for all of them. Yeah, that would be a good deal. I would like that. 800 for one is just a lot. Yeah, I'll, I'll get one sooner or later. Mm. Uh, and you you can almost at this point expect that we will see the axe and the harvesting sickle all at later, some yeah. point. Of course, yeah, they'll they'll make unlimited of all three, and then maybe they'll make a three pack deal. Then I'll buy. It. Maybe yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, my number two, of course, is like your number two, the bank slots, uh, that shared stash for everyone, 30 slots. And I've never had a huge inventory problem, but having these is nice just for organization purposes. I got two of them early on just 
four separating oh here's my town clothes that I'm not using because well like the wizard's hat and the free hat that you got at the beginning and then I bought the uh, the witch's costume at Halloween so I have, a, I have a few things I have a few pieces of town clothes laying around and then of course all your soul bound items that you get like your back slot I still have my Mad King's book in one of those slots and uh I have one whole tab that's all tokens of varying kinds. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I forget what the what the middle slot is. Oh, I think the middle slot was oh yeah, it's transmute stones. My piles of transmute stones and all my boosters and mm-hmm. everything you get for map completion and opening black lion chests. Yep. So. And you you haven't bought a, a set of magic find gear. I always got I got a full set of gear. Yeah, mine as well. Where I keep my I keep my. Uh, Primeval Gear, which is my main one that I run around when we're doing World v. World or Dungeons, but I have a, a full set of Magic Find gear. It's only green level because I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on it, but I use that when I'm farming now, and I yeah. got it relatively cheap. If you're well, going to farm, that's and put 12 the time slots it, right there. Yeah, it takes up a lot of room if you're going to, especially if you do the rings and the necklaces and all that. But mm-hmm. if you want to have decent Magic Find, then it, it's worth it. I mean, it definitely is worth it to put magic find on your character when you're spending when you're spending time going after, you know, sp- killing and mobs and farming. It yep. speeds up the process. And last but not least, I put in character slots. Um, in Guild Wars One, I had character slots so I could have one of every class. I did the same thing in Guild Wars Two. I now have half of those classes to eighty. I'm slowly working towards that. And some people would actually argue that a character slot gives you more storage space than a bank slot. If you want to spend all the money on backpacks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Backpacks are not cheap in Guild Wars, at least from how much gold they cost. Not even to make them, because you got to buy a token that costs like four gold. (laughs) Even if you're... Crafting is not a good way to make money in Guild Wars 2. Not not typically, no. It's not. Uh, Unfortunately. if you have a different set of three gem store items, do you think we're all off our rocker for choosing these? you think I'm nuts for saying the unlimited molten alliance pick? Let us know. Uh, you can email at us at, at burninglocks at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at burninglocks on Twitter. That's going to do it. That's our show. Mm-hmm. Some fun stuff this week coming out and more fun stuff coming in the future, of course. Uh, looking ahead... Flame and Frost Retribution coming up here right at the end of the month. Then what's what's beyond that? Yeah, they'll have to start some sort of new big overriding theme to keep to keep going. Or if there will be maybe a, a new, we'll be getting what? Oh, that'll that'll be the end of April patch. Will be May, and then we'll be in the summer. May June. I uh, wonder they won't do anything for the Fourth of July. There's no holiday there. Well, they might. They might do. And it's an American holiday. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I suppose, but they did have something similar to it in Guild Wars One, was the Dragon Festival, and I always thought that was in the May June area. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's. We haven't had a, a major monthly event since Christmas. This Flame and Frost yep. has kind of been every month now. So I, I think they're probably gonna get. I think I I would imagine after Flame and Frost it runs its course here that we'll have some sort of monthly celebration maybe of the end of flame and frost of the victory or something yeah over the dredge and and uh 
maybe that'll be the Dragon Festival. Maybe that's what they'll do. They'll yeah. use the Dragon Festival as the celebration of the end of Flame and Frost. It could be something like that, or maybe the start of a new festival celebrating the overturning of the Molten Alliance. Could be. Maybe they create a whole new holiday, that, and yearly we will add more to the holiday that is specific to the game itself. I mean, that talk about a living story. Mm-hmm. That would be a living story, in my opinion. That 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 tradition set forth by the by doing this, by turning over the molten alliance and having that set, and then in November, when November rolls around, have a have a um, lion's arch uh, lighthouse memoriam day or something, mm-hmm. something annualize that Karka event and just as part of the history of the world. I, I really think they could do something really cool that way. What if, I mean, what if at the, flame, at the end of the Flame and Frost, as they wrap it up here, they have something like, say, Erstegalkin's son gets killed. Ooh. And then there's a memorial type of uh, erected to him in Holbrook or something. And and the event is a celebration of the end, but yet the morning of it. I mean, they can do a lot of things with it. Yeah. And then every year his morning comes back around and... I don't know. I mean, they could take it in a whole lot of directions. That yeah, that could be. Oh wow, there's a lot of things they could do with it. We'll see where they go. Yep. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see that the next monthly event, since uh, June and July tend to be, you know, they don't have a, a major holiday there to do something with it. That's a game, an in-game created type holiday. Yeah, I'd like to see something like that. So, all right. And hopefully they don't patch my spawn, my farm point. Don't patch <laughs> Don't don't patch not, not, not until you get all your stuff done, right? Yeah. Until, until you're, gonna be, you're gonna be one of those poor saps sitting there waiting for your precursor. I know, I know. If I, I just I don't no. know how you, how you get it besides buying it because boy, I, the the rate drop of exotics is so low. Yep. I've only ever heard of one person getting one of the precursors on a drop, and that was the trident. Yeah. I've gotten two exotics in the in the spawn point that I'm farming, and both of them were junk. They sold for less than a gold. So <laughs> <laughs> my, my luck on getting exotics is not good. But rares are dropping more common for me. So that is good. Yeah. Once I can start selling the tier six materials, I think my gold, uh, I'll start making gold quicker. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see how long it takes to get up to six fifty, which is what dusk is going for right now. And by the time you have money for it, it'll be eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, it'll be eight hundred, and then they'll release the uh, scavenger hunt way of finding exotics, and I won't have to buy it. And I'll yeah, just be able to get it, and then everybody will have it, and it won't be special anymore. No, no, you'll get it. You'll buy it, and then two weeks later they'll announce the scavenger hunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it'll go. <laughs> I'll, spend, I'll spend six to eight hundred gold on it, and then everybody else will just get it free. <laughs> yep. uh, my luck. That that would be hilarious. I would laugh, and not to be mean, but I would laugh if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's the show. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Look forward to next week. Next week is the twenty eighth. So. We're going to start seeing... Does the patch go through on the 20th? I think it's the 30th. Oh, the 30th. No, the game's on sale through that Sunday. So you have one week. 
is on the 30th, but uh, we may have some idea of patch notes by then. We'll see. Hopefully, see something actually get more. You should watch for that this week. Get some more information about that patch uh, and the added stuff that will be coming with it. Maybe better idea of what to expect. So, I have been your host, JC. He has been right. Still in. Catch you guys next time. Good night. <laughs> Crash. <laughs>